Hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of Creator Spotlight from The Interface. Creator Spotlight is our brand new series where we talk to creators about what they make and do and how they got started. Today I'm joined by Andrew Till, who has a YouTube channel, talking about his all things EVs. So welcome, Andrew. Hello, Alex. Very good to be here. Thank you. Hi. Yeah, good. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Webcam issues, but other than that, absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So you run the YouTube channel Mr. EV, Mr. EV Man or? <clears throat> Mr. EV, yeah. 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 It's yeah, confusing. You sometimes involve your family as well. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, con it's confusing because there's also EVM um, and uh, ah. people get this mixed up all the time. But uh, And he's also called Andy, actually. So, uh, yeah, but no, I'm Mr. EV. And uh, if I've got the family involved, then I change that to family EV. And, uh, I noticed yes. that. It's like a little animation cross-out thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people say I should, we, I should change my name to family EV anyway just because they prefer it when my wife's <laughs> in the videos. Yeah, she's she's quite funny. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so how long have you been doing the, the YouTube channel? Is it a full-time thing or? No, I wish it was full-time, but uh, no, I'm, uh, when did I start it? 2019, I think I, I think I started it. And um, I've just, uh, my, my proper job is doing web development and uh, design, uh, you know, brochures, all that sort of stuff, branding. So yeah. this is very much a hobby and it takes up more time than it probably should do uh, just because, as you know, trying to create anything is very very time consuming um but no i mean it's 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 had so much traction and so much interest that it makes me want to do more and more but it's just um trying to you know it's difficult trying to get the balance right i need to get money <laughs> before i can yeah. launch into it full time you know but that would be nice that's yeah. the goal yeah the um the interface on my website i've been doing for 10 years and that takes up way more time than it needs to holidays and weekends i'm just doing stuff so yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and it it yeah. takes up a lot of time. It doesn't. Yeah, it, it's 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 really good if you in, if you enjoy doing it. Um, I find. Yeah, and that's the money the, back that, doesn't. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. And and I've always felt that if I were to do it full time, would I enjoy it as much? You know, if if I if it was something, if I really had to get the videos out and I had to get the yeah. money to pay the mortgage, then maybe that would wouldn't be as fun. I think so. Um, yeah, it's very difficult trying to get the balance right. Yeah, yeah so someone. Um, so you know Johnny Smith. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was really interesting watching him go go to full time himself in t like early twenty twenty. It's such a, a like a risky time to to do it. Well, obviously you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't have known in in January what ha what happened later. But um, yeah. he's that's that's a good example of of someone who's taken it like the next level. Um, Yes, like, and managed to managed to do it full time, which is quite quite impressive, really. Yeah, I think the key for Johnny, I mean, I've not I've not spoken to him, um, but uh, I think the key with Johnny is that he's actually got a crew, so he's actually got someone that films. Yeah, got someone. That, I imagine someone else that edits. Yeah, I think and, so. Um, and also someone to do the social media side of things. So I think once you've got all of that in place, then it it becomes a bit easier because like Johnny can focus on you know doing actually filming the videos you know doing yeah. all the interesting stuff like the car cave stuff and all that kind of thing and yeah. you've got someone else to worry about all the editing because the editing i find is very consuming and that takes ages it and, takes ages yeah and just worrying about you know sound and all, <clears throat> all this kind of stuff yeah, yeah um trying to do it all yourself is a real headache and i know johnny has done a few videos all himself and you can kind of tell because he comes up at the bottom with like sorry but audio quality issues and things like that yeah, yeah. because that's what it's like for for most of us that can't do it full time um the brilliant thing about johnny is that he's fantastic and he's well known in the industry and so he can get lots of early car releases and things yeah, like exactly. that so so you know i would say it's kind of easier for him but at the same time the quality yeah. the the quality of the stuff oh, that, yeah. that his channel pushes out is just amazing yeah you know he's brilliant yeah i tend i tend to reserve his stuff for the tv so I'll, I'll yeah, treat exactly. it like a Tucker episode or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's what well, deserves that. Yeah, and the brilliant thing about Johnny actually is that um, he 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 could go the Top Gear route and could make everything really over stylized and doing all these challenges and things like that. But actually, all his videos are pretty chilled out. It's just him talking about a car because he knows his stuff. Um, it just it's, it's engaging you know and it's not all kind yeah. of lots of quick edits and things like that it's just Johnny with a car so he's brilliant yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like um, 
I think many of us that do this kind of YouTubing for with EVs and things, I think we would all kind of aspire to be like Johnny Smith, really. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, Jack yeah. on on fully charged is also fantastic. So. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Jack's video on the spring, Dacia Duchess spring. Yeah, yeah I think he went down to France, Paris, wasn't yeah. it? Going around Paris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's brilliant as well. Yeah, I'd love to. I hope they bring that car to this country because that's such a cool, cool idea. Yeah, but um, they need they need to. Wise. Yeah, they desperately need to because car prices are just stupid. Yeah, or EV yeah, I, I, in particular. They're ridiculous. Yeah, I published published something about the Dacia Spring um, on the on the interface, and that got a lot a lot of hits from Google. Uh, people were just searching it. That's like Dacia Spring in the UK. Um, so there seemed to be quite a bit of interest for it. So yeah, I think they will bring it over here. It won't it won't be as cheap as they get it in Europe, but it's. Yeah. Um, it needs to happen, yeah, because we need we need basic utilitarian kind of EVs that because loads of people want EVs, loads of people have yep. driveways. In fact, the majority of us in this country have driveways, so um, something like that that's just cheap that gets you from A to B, no frills kind of EV is exactly what we need. And in fact, there's someone's got a Volkswagen E up just up the road from mm. me, and every time I see it, I just think, see there you go, that's what we need more of, just decent, yeah, small cars. I mean that that doesn't even have an infotainment system particularly. It's just you have to mount your iPhone or, or whatever, you know. No, I've, I've got the and, GTI version. It's the same thing. So yeah, right. Yeah, well, they yeah. see, but they're, they're yeah. brilliant. That's that kind of car. But yeah. you know, the profits are profits are all in SUVs. So that's why we get so many of those, I suppose. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So with the you're on about the the editing time for videos. I was talking to it was a um, a net like a, I'm, my my background's networking, so I was talking to a networking YouTuber a few weeks ago, and he said he made a half an hour video. I think it took him seven or eight hours to edit it because it was like it was out and about, very 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 much like a car video where it's, it's out and about doing stuff, lots yeah. of different shots and things. And so I was like, what? That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that's, crazy. that's that's about right actually. Yeah, I've I've just done a. Um, I've just done a five-minute video, six-minute, I think it ended up being yeah. a six-minute video. And how long did that take me? That was that was a day of filming and probably another oh. day of editing, really, for a six-minute video. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But, I, um, I mean, also, I, I kind of... There are YouTubers like Bjorn Nyland that knock out one video a day, which is really impressive. But the way yeah. they do it is they don't edit I mean, he, Bjorn mm. edit like maybe puts a few graphics in or or something. Yeah. But really doesn't edit much. Now I can't do that because I do I um and ah far too much. So I'm I'm terrible. I need to edit um, if I want de- if I want to make decent videos. I do anyway. So, um, but again, that's it's interesting seeing how YouTubers approach these things because yeah. you kind of have to solve that. You have to get your videos out quickly because otherwise YouTube their algorithm just punishes you. And that's what I found. It's amazing how the views slip so quickly. Mm. They go down so quickly if you haven't done one video a week. And this is, I tried, I do try to do that, but invariably I just don't manage. But <laughs> I need to try and get on that one video a week thing because if you don't, then that's it, you know, the views fall yeah. off a cliff. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not, so the, the the Correct Spotlight podcast, it's like, it's one, it's one every month maybe it's whenever i can get people on so i'm not it's it's more of a it's more interesting to speak to people for for my sake really um than getting more, more views on youtube so yeah, it's, yeah. It, is, it is weird how how it does that so yeah it's very frustrating yeah but <laughs> i try not to look at it too much or all of that or i don't get too consumed by it but again that's going back to what we were talking about earlier that's the benefit of yeah. it being a hobby and not a full-time job because if it was full-time I'd be panicking. I'd be staring at these views and I'd be thinking, why aren't they higher? Why aren't they higher? And then you get yeah. into all the thumbnail stuff and worrying about if the thumbnail is good enough and all this kind of thing. And yeah, <laughs> you can you can send yourself crazy with all that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to go into. Yeah, it's, no, uh, yeah. it's crazy. What what do you use for editing? Well, that out of question. So I use Final Cut Pro. Yep. Um, which, um, yeah, I've used that since day one. Um, and in fact, oh, I've wow. used Final Cut Pro for many, many years. When I first got a... When I first started working, this is a long time ago, so 98, <laughs> must have been 97, 98, or something like that, um, I bought a £3,500 Power Mac G4 or something, they had the DVD <laughs> burner and all of that, but that had nice. that had Final Cut version 1. whatever with it, yeah. and so I've been using it for a long time, and I'm really, I still don't feel I actually know all the, how to use it properly, but I, I'm really comfortable with it, and I just, I think it's a brilliant bit of software, 
Um, yeah, I've been yeah, using it yeah. since the summer. Um, it's 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 a lot to get your head around. I had to watch a lot of tutorials, but it it does make sense. Now I've yeah. edited quite a few. It it's it is it, it gets there. So yeah, it does. And the um, when they launched when they launched the kind of the new version, so Final Cut Pro X, whatever it was, and they yeah. had the magnetic timeline like they called it. A lot of people freaked out about it, saying, oh "My God, it's awful! It's awful! It's terrible!" You know, go mm. back to how it was. But actually, it makes so much sense that it, yeah. I do find that editing is, is much quicker in Final Cut. Um, with any kind of any time I've dipped into trying to use another editing software, you know, I, could, I would like I would like to just expand my horizons a bit and try others, but nothing comes close to Final Cut. As, uh, yeah, from, from my experience, anyway. Yeah, if I'm trying to do a bit of blur on a on a on a, a clip, you just cut it like cut it with the blade tool and then you can drop it back in and it sticks itself back on top and you can put the blur over so it's otherwise you've got to make sure that you're not reveal. i don't know it's quite it's nice and quick you can turn off the magnetic thing if you need to but yeah Yeah. that's really good (laughs) yeah Yeah. cool yeah we'll get into more ev stuff so what's your i've seen on twitter your daily car is a mocker e now how are you finding that it was actually it went back yesterday yeah so so i um, uh, we we get a lot of cars with Onto, a service called Onto, mm-hmm. and um, the advantage with Onto is that you can have a car every month if you want to. You have to you have to pay for like yeah, yeah. collection and and delivery and that, but you can have you can keep swapping. So actually, it works really well for us because you know I like to try lots of different cars and obviously I like to do little you know films about them and things, and I don't really want to I don't want to have the commitment of having a, like a two-year lease again yeah uh, like i used to like i had with the nero i mean the e-nero was actually really good and i would have happy, happily kept on going with it but people want to see lots of different cars so the moment i got the ionic 5 like the interest was enormous and you know it was, it yeah. was a cool new car to have so i like i just quite like it keeps it keeps things fresh a little bit i tried you know i've got a fiat 500e now so that's the next car i've got with on so oh you've I've, gone back yeah, so I've got a video. Um, yeah, they gave, they gave this is quite cool actually. So they gave me one for free for a, for a month if I if I did a sponsored video about it. So okay. this is my first proper sponsored thing, really. Um, so I feel like I'm selling my soul a little bit, but because we use on two already, I didn't think it's too bad. So I think that, that's a, yeah. I think that's a little bit of a push by them at the moment because um, Ian from Hubnut has just got one, Fiat uh, yes. 500 for yeah, and so has. Um, I've got a guest on in a few weeks' time, Natisha from Auto Social. I think she's got one as well. Yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're making a big push so, before before yeah. Christmas, I think, to try and because yeah. I, I don't know whether they got a whole load of them off the boat or something, but um, it's definite, definitely something they're doing. Um, so yeah, so yeah. I knew they'd approached a few people, and um, and I said yes because the mocker was naturally coming to the end of its term anyway. So okay. I love I love the Fiat Five Hundred E. It's a wonderful little car. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and we yeah, used on, to have onto one is interesting. What was that? Sorry, sorry. Onto is quite interesting. It's quite a. It's there was something. There's there's some other schemes like it, like no deposit, um, sort of rental card schemes. But I think I think the prices are quite quite competitive. It, taking consideration all the stuff you get with it, you get uh, the insurance and the charging and that sort of thing. How does the how does the charging work? That was a question I had actually. Yeah. So so yeah, they are really. It is really competitive, and it surprised me actually because. Um, yeah. If you if you actually look on a leasing website, it didn't used to be the case actually. It used to be a bit more expensive, I think. But now you look on a leasing website, even if you don't include a lot of the extras like the free charging, it still works out cheaper than it would be if you were to try and get a lease with like no deposit upfront and all this sort of stuff. Mm. So yeah, it's really competitive. I don't know how they do it actually. But um, yeah, in terms of charging, so you get three charging cards. Um, with it and you get so you get Instavolt BP Pulse and a Shell char- uh, charging card but the Shell one actually works with loads of different companies so from memory like Ionity and uh, Genie Point and lots of other charging networks so between them you get 12,500 I think it is charging points across the country that you can activate just with these three cards and of course and if you get a Tesla from them you get the, the superchargers as well of course um mm. So yeah, no, it works. It works really well. Unfortunately, in Canterbury, I don't have very many chargers around here. We've got one rapid at the moment, which is a Genie Point oh. one, which I generally try to avoid. But I mean, I can charge at home anyway, so it's fine for me. But um, but that's the only issue. I mean, 
you know, I suppose it's, if you were to get a car with on two and you don't have home charging, then of course you're reliant on the public charging network. So that's just one thing to be reliant, to, to be um, thinking about. But um, most of the country is pretty good. Canterbury's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, I don't think, well, are you near mot- motorways? That might be something to do with it. But Yeah, we're... I don't know. I don't Canterbury's know. kind of nestled, nestled kind of in between. We've got a couple of motorways, but really, even yeah. on the motorway, it's terrible. Actually, we, we yeah. don't have much. Yeah, it's um, no, it's really rubbish where we are. But they're building. <laughs> there's MFG is a really good, is a really good company, and they've got a, yes, they're building yeah. four. They've got four rapid chargers that are just waiting to be commissioned. I think in Canterbury. That's so good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But it is a pretty rubbish situation, and I've moaned <laughs> at the council so much about it that they're, they're sick of me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it'll happen eventually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One thing I'm 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 keen to check out soon. I think I saw, I think I saw it on Twitter. That I think you were with some other people doing it. Uh, it was the Braintree um, Grid Serve. Um, what's it called? The yeah. electric forecourt. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had the chance to check it out yet, but that looks really. I really hope they bring more uh, to other places. Yeah, that really is amazing. That place. Yeah. So I've been there three times now and every time i go there i just think my god this is just that this is amazing this is yeah. like the future because also it's covered so when i was there the other day it was raining and most of the yeah. time ridiculously most of the time if you try and charge in, in your car you're going to get drenched because hardly any yeah. charges are under a canopy so there they've got whatever it is like 24 charges or something like that the vast majority are covered and it's just you know you've got the facilities indoors and meeting rooms it's amazing it's a perfect place. Yeah. And they did say that they're going to build 100 of them. I can't remember when, it, when they even did it now. A couple of years ago, wasn't it? They said they were going to do 100 yeah. of them by 2025. I mean, that's not going to happen, is it? But they've got, they're have they building one at Heathrow, I think it is. And yeah. um, they've it's got a few. Norwich. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the one in yeah. Norwich that, that that's complete, isn't it? So it'll be amazing. Because if you've got something like that, a facility like that, for anyone in that area, it, it kind of takes away any issues, really. If you can't charge at home. Yeah. And you can drive five minutes to a place like that, sit and have a, you know, sit and have a coffee. Twenty minutes later, you go out and your car's charged. Car's so done. it's brilliant, brilliant facility. Yeah, yeah. Some other stuff, isn't there? That's like the um, the the test drives as well. So, getting a car that's you want to try out, you either have to go to the dealership, which I've done a few times, and sort of negotiate all the the crap that goes with that. Whereas you could just go there and and try them out back to back, which I've seen people do before. So. That's a really good idea. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah, and because they've got, I saw the Polestar too there, and I still haven't driven that. I've got, I've got a horrible feeling if I drive that, I'm going to want one. But um, yeah, I, I will one of these days. I'll do those back-to-back test drives. Yeah, they've got like yeah. a couple of Mercedes, I think, as well, haven't they? And Tesla's yeah. probably. Yeah, brilliant. It's so good. It's perfect facility. Really, once the, once they're dotted all around the country, that will going to get rid of so many issues for for people that say that EVs won't work. Because they'll see that yeah. it's big and visible and all the rest of it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the the launch of that. I think Robert Llewellyn did a did a video for Fully Charged. He spoke to the guy who owns it or runs it, whatever. And he was saying that all the all the energy comes from renewables, which is just amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, they've got... I'm not totally sure how they do it. But. Exactly. So that's the other reason why that's so good. So GridServe actually have their own solar farms. So when they build right. these forecourts, I think they build the solar farm like in a field next to it or something as well and and all of them on the canopy as well it's all uh you know, yeah, yeah solar panels everywhere so they've thought about everything it's um oh yeah yeah it's absolutely brilliant yeah and he's a really nice guy yeah toddington the uh, ceo of gridserve yeah problem is that they've taken over electric highway from ecotricity yeah. and they're having so many issues with that it's quite upsetting right. really i mean it's really good that they kind of came in and we, we all got excited in the community like a oh, fantastic grid server taking over but God knows why, but those motorway services are a nightmare. Yeah. Are they still not? Are they still not great? Are they? Or? No, I would. Yeah, it, it's sometimes you're fine if you if you if you go to. They've got a few big hubs now, like there's one in Dartford, isn't there, and Exeter, I think, from memory, okay. and a few and you know a few others dotted around. But if you go to any of the other ones that are just one or two chargers, mm. unfortunately, at the moment, there's a good chance if it's not occupied, there's a good chance it's, it won't be working, from what I oh, see on Twitter. Okay. Which is depressing because we we should be at the situation where you can just drive anywhere you want in the country. You just stop at a motorway and you know that you can get a charge. But it's not we're not there yet. No. So I don't know why. But again, I think it, the I think ones 
we're getting there. Another, I think it's going to be another two years. I think, unfortunately, before we kind of we we can reliably go anywhere we want without worrying. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. The the one I saw, there's a Morrison's name. I think it's I think it's the the same case in other Morrison's. They're, all their charges are down. I think yeah, um, right. the one yeah. the one near me has been down for like two months. Yeah, so I'm sure they're doing. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> and that's Genie Point. Yeah, so Genie Point have Genie Point are, are a funny one because they've got one in Canterbury. In fact, the only rapid in Canterbury is, is Genie Point. So I don't want to be too harsh on them really because they, they're the only ones that have put, it, they've put a charger yeah. there and they've been there for years. Um, and actually the Canterbury one's really reliable, but for whatever reason, I see so many people moaning about Genie Point. They are, they're trying to do better with it, but I don't know whether it's supply issues, supply chain issues, or mm. with getting components or something. I don't know. I have no uh, idea. Maybe it's networking. Yeah. You need to talk to them. Get, yeah. <laughs> get in there and yeah, sort them out. Probably. Yeah. so I, I don't know what it is yeah yeah so sorry I was, I was just going to say what I generally do is if if someone's if, if there's a newbie and they don't know where to charge I generally just say just go to Instavolt or Osprey or MFG because those three are the those three are the ones where you generally don't have a problem um, yeah it's uh, I, I generally avoid BP, although actually it worked the other day for me when I went there. But um, those three are brilliant: Instavolt, Osprey, and MFG. And you know that you can just use your normal debit card and credit card and whatever. And yeah, the Osprey one's good. You can just use your your contactless, whatever. And yeah. the the other one I like is the Charge Point. Is that Instavolt? I can't remember. So the, Charge, the Charge Point, Point ones are quite good. Yes, yeah. So that's Instavolt, and the Charge Point is the is the make of charger. Yeah. So oh, Insta- okay. yeah. It all starts getting a bit geeky, doesn't it? But yeah, so in, uh, Instavolt, yeah. they're their oldest chargers, I think, with charge point ones, and they're really good. And then they mm. use tritium. I think they use tritium. My memory's terrible. I think they use tritium, which is also really good. And now they're using BYD, these ugly kind of monolithic oh, okay. blocks. Um, but they seem to work okay. Everyone thought they yeah. were going to be awful because they've they've gone for a cheap a cheaper charger, really, um, to keep costs down. But what Instavolt do is that's really good is that they're, pro- they're proactive with driving around and checking all their chargers work. Oh. So quite often people see, in fact, I saw one myself, and it, it, it was really good, good to see it. So I saw an Instavolt van at one of their chargers, and he was, yeah, mm-hmm. the guy with the engineer was checking the charger works and everything, and then drives off. And that's really good. So they're Instavolt, and good. I don't know if the others do it, but Instavolt are certainly proactive with doing yeah. that, that maintenance. And I think that's, that's what really they, good. I think that's what they need, all these chargers. I don't know why they have to be so unreliable, because people always moaning about chargers on the internet. Yeah. But Instavolt—that's I think probably why Instavolt are one of the best. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It must it must be there's something to do with the high voltage, or but I would have thought by now it should have been. Yeah, should have been fine, but it should be fine. It's, it seems strange. Yeah, I would love to know more about it, but it's probably one of those things that networks don't really want to talk about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway. I'm sure it'll all get better one day. Yeah, I've I've used it. I've used the charger network a few times. I've had, I've had, uh, I had a mini E for 48 hours the other week. That was quite oh, cool. cool. Um, but I ch- I charged up twice with that, and it was just it was like okay, it just works. So I used Charge Point and um, Osprey a little. So. All oh, right. Oh, okay. Just it's great. It just works. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is that so? What other EVs? What was your first EV then? What that you tried? I haven't. I don't actually own an EV uh, yet. No, you got um, an E up? Did you say f- E up GTI or something? No, I've I've got a petrol petrol GTI yeah. Uh, yeah. instead. But I'm I'm well. I'm looking to get an EV at some point. Um, but I've tried quite a few. Um, tried quite a few EVs. I've tried a Honda E. Uh, oh, had that cool. for a day. Just really cool. Um, I, I love that. Just a shame the range isn't so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's such a nice little car. I mean, there's. Some, the way the VW stuff's going, they have a load of, they don't have any buttons on the on the on the on the dashboard, which is a bit annoying because it's quite dangerous, really. But the Honda E sort of has a balance of screens and buttons, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my pet hates is is over an over reliance on touch screens. Yeah, and in fact the and this is this is what's really frustrating actually because of course you know Volkswagen they've they've done this infotainment system um, and it's gone across all of their the whole group. So yep. they all suffer from the same issue. So you've got Cupra and you know you've got like yep. a Seat when they do something and Skoda and all that. They're all they're all suffering from the same issues, and the the infotainment system is terrible. Bit it's a terrible bit of user interface. It's awful. And when we tried and we t- so we tried an ID three, 
and actually really loved it. I mean, it's wonderful the way it drives and everything, really everything about it I loved, but I was just trying to do the volume button and then that was kind of stuck mm. because it's like weird touch sensitive kind of thing. And that kind of stuck and it went too loud and then the heating controls are just awful and they kind of slidey touch, mm. just dreadful. Yeah, now give me buttons any day. And, and Tesla's, yeah. Tesla's, Tesla's also got a problem with this because you've got the floating screen. And if you're trying to yeah. do, you know, you're trying to drive and at the corner of your eye, you're trying to do stuff on a floaty screen and you can't rest your hand anywhere to support uh, your hand when you're doing the floaty screen stuff. So, no, I can't be doing with that. I need my buttons. And actually, that's one of the so good things about the Mocha is that, you know, obviously you've got the touch screen because everything has, but at least you've got buttons as well. Yeah. yeah. It's the same on the Golf as well. Exactly. It's basically like a the same in same infotainment system. Um, you just you can really. On the, well, they've, on, used the, they've used the, the new, same stuff. Yeah, the new petrol. The new petrol oh. Golf. Um, I had one. Yeah. A, I had one as a courtesy car the other day. Um, the only thing I can work out the best thing to do is rest your hand on top of the screen and then use your thumb to just. It's madness, though, but, isn't it? Yeah. I know. Even the probably the same in the ID three as well. Even the lights, like normal cars, you can turn the lights on by just clicking a little dial. Whereas on the on the, the VW ones, it's a little panel next to the air vents, but it's all touch sensitive, so you can't. There's no feedback of oh, yeah. a feeling if you pressed it or not. So, a bit dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous. Yes, it's it's dreadful. I'm sure you know well, <laughs> the e, the EU. Knowing the EU, they'll probably come up with some law against all this sort of stuff at some point. But um, it uh, something needs to happen, I think, because it's 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 just getting worse and worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the Ionic Five, which I loved. Um, it had button, it, so it had heating controls, but the controls themselves were touch sensitive, right. um, and so that just makes it makes no sense to me. You know, give me, give me even the old fashioned sliders, you know, the proper old sliders that you used to get in cars back when I was young. You know, at least they work. You know, you've got some, you know, you've got something tactile, something tangible that you can actually use, and um, that's what you need. It drives me crazy yeah. all this touch stuff. Yeah, and then of course they would—they might say, "Well, okay, you've got to use voice control," but voice control is rubbish. Most of the time, it doesn't work very well. No, so, I agree with that. No, but yeah. So the yeah the Honda you had, um, yeah, there's just there's a good a really good balance of buttons and and you got one for the volume, one for the heating. So that's nice, nice car that was. Just a bit expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's I've not again, I've not driven get. that. I've not driven that yet. But um, I did have a deposit down, so I was going to I wanted to buy one. Oh yeah. But um, but yeah, it was too expensive. Yeah, yeah for what for what you get? That. Yeah, because yeah. we look already... at something like the. Yeah, and no, I was just going to say we've already we've already got a Nissan Leaf which does seventy miles or something like that, so it doesn't do that much more, not to no. justify the, the the price of it. The price. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's expensive, especially if you look at something like the MG4 as well. Yeah, that's exactly. such that's such good value. That is that's that's a car I'm looking forward to trying out. Yeah, brilliant package by the looks of it. Yeah, and also it looks quite cool. So it's it, it does, um, and I love the orange because I love bright colours. Yeah. So uh, no, the the MG4 looks really good. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to discern in photos how big it is, but it is the same as an ID3. It just looks bigger than it actually is because uh, yeah. of the plastic on it. Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. looks they're doing quite well. Um, the company that owns them. Yeah, they are. Yeah, well, it's, I, I can never remember, but it's. Um, S- I mean, it's a Chinese company, isn't it? Is it? It's not Geely because they yeah. own Volvo. Is it Geely? I don't know. Anyway, whatever Chinese company that own it, yeah, they're doing they're doing really well. Um, yeah, I think it's SAIC. They're they're the one who bought MG brand. There we go. So. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Geely are doing a lot of stuff. Like Geely own a lot of stuff you wouldn't even realise. Like Lotus and Volvo and yeah, that's right. Um, the London the London taxi company as well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're all going to be. Yeah, we're all going to be taken over by the Chinese Chinese companies, but you know they're they're showing us how to do it. That you oh, know yeah. the advantage with them, of course, is they've got they've got their supply chain all sorted out. I think so they can actually get the battery. Then you know they can source the batteries and build all this sort of stuff quickly. And uh, you know, and also they've got all the chips available. You know, the rest of that. Yeah. I don't know how anyone else can manage can can compete with that really. But um, but the Aura Cat. I mm. mean, there, there we go. That's another one. That's not as oh, cheap yeah. as it should be for a Chinese. For a Chinese car, no, it's surprisingly expensive. I think for what you get, looks yeah. cool, but um, yeah, no, I think prices have to go down. But the problem is, we've got we've got a lot of demand. A lot of people want EVs. Doesn't matter how many reports in the press there are about not enough charging points, all the rest of it. You know, people want EVs, 
and a lot of people uh, have the money for them as well. So, yeah. you know, they can they can sell everyone they build. That's the problem. Um, you're not going to get EVs waiting in a parking garage somewhere. You know, they they all get sold. Massive waiting lists, and I just can't see prices going down considerably for a long time to come. Unfortunately, yeah, and it's a shame because I can't work be, out. It, we need more. We need more second-hand EVs. That's that's what needs to happen. Yeah, mm. there aren't many. So no, no. I can't work out the the price with the new ones. So, like, if you take the Corsa for example, like the petrol one's nineteen or twenty, and then you you add ten grand for the electric version. I can't work out. That can't be all battery. I can't work out why. No, it's not. It, it, it's profiteering. Yeah, pure profiteering. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason for it. We, we're not quite there yet, but we're very close to the point where battery, battery cars and um, ICE cars they should have price parity. Really, maybe not not now, but certainly soon. We're at that point where battery costs are so low. So it's just they know that they can fleece us. That's the problem. And mm. yeah, it's. It's a real shame, yeah. But it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like this. And car manufacturers, they're used to making these large profits. Yeah. Um, I imagine they're trying to claw back any kind of research and development that they've done as well, perhaps. And maybe yeah, that's another issue, probably. but there's no excuse for it. No, it's ridiculous. No. Yeah, they don't need as much servicing, uh, if any, really. Well, not much. No, um, and that, well, there you go. So that's the other thing they've probably factored yeah. into it. Yeah. That, um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I keep um, I keep revising when things are going to get better in terms of pricing and charging infrastructure and all that. And I keep I keep thinking like, well, yeah, in like two years. <laughs> I keep, but I've probably said two years like two years ago as well. But obviously, COVID <laughs> happened, supply chain issues happened. But another two years, I think, and uh, well, things will be a bit better. Yeah, yeah. We we just need prices need to come down, but they're not yeah. going to come down until they can build more and they can sell more and economies of scale all that sort of stuff and they've got to make a bit less profit you know yeah as we said we, as we said earlier in the earlier in the episode that there's not much there's not many cars that are going to be for everyone yet at all like if you think yeah. in the in the combustion world you've got little little cars at about 13 grand or whatever there, there isn't anything like that yet um there's not no the, no. Only, the only thing that's the cheapest one is the up that's 20 grand yeah so. i know it's ridiculous and the I mean, really, really, this is where Kia and Hyundai should have stepped in by now. And, uh, you know, they, they should have versions of their i10 and their Picanto, you know. But but they don't yet because they're making an awful lot of money with their Ionic 5 and the EV6 and everything. So there's, they, they don't have the incentive to build anything cheaper. So they will at some point, you know. They will have then maybe a couple of years again. It'll be a couple of years maybe before we get the EV1 and the Ionic 1 or whatever. But... Even then, when they do that, it's still, still going to be expensive, isn't it? Yeah. There's supposed yeah. to be an ID2 as well at some stage. I think it'll be polo-sized. Yes. Um, so that'll be yeah. interesting. I'm not sure how much that'll be, but... Yeah. The problem is that, you know, we've got... The car makers are always telling us, well, we, we all want SUVs, and they know that they can make more money by selling SUVs. But if you... Um, and you would think, in fact, by, based on, all the, pro, on the, all the cars that get released at the moment, most of them tend yeah. to be SUVs, you know? So you'd think that's what we all want, but we actually don't. Because if you look at the bestsellers no. list, number one is the Fiesta. Um, and, you know, Corsa. And, you know, all these relatively small cars, that's what we actually want. We don't want all these big SUVs. They're just telling no. us we do. Because they can make more money out of them. Um, and... You've only got to look at the faces on people in, um, you know, like a car park, a supermarket car park, doing a nine-point turn to try and get into this stupid small space. Yeah, yeah. Um, when most people, all they need is a relatively small, you know, hatchback size ID3, like maximum, would <laughs> is fine for most people. Yeah. You know, anything like the, like the, yeah, like the Fiat 500 or the the Up. You know, they're yeah. they're such good size cars for for our roads because we're not in yeah. America. Um, no. <laughs> so it's it's crazy there, there has to be some readjustment I think of our expectations a little bit or car manufacturers expectations yeah. anyway yeah. I'm we'll not see. sure if you missed it the, the, the Fiesta got outsold by the Puma I think last month or the month before um, oh that's interesting Okay. the Fiesta dipped right down by in the top 50 or something like it wasn't even in the I don't know why but it's, it's the Fiesta being mm. dropped next year they are um, dropping it, yeah, yeah. Which is which is a weird one. I, 
given how popular it is. But again, there must just not be enough profit in it for them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. It, very, very rapidly, it just it just disappeared from the top 10 to the top 15, and the Puma's now like the best-selling oh, yeah. Ford that they've got. So. Well, that is that is weird. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that the the course is such a good. They made this. There's lo, there's loads of um, like lease deals on the Corsa or like deals that Vauxhall are doing. That's the only thing I could think of. Okay. So, yeah. Well, maybe Ford are just incentivizing their salespeople to to sell the Puma instead of the Fiesta. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. But a shame because you know the Fiesta things like the Fiesta. You know that's what people want. They just want a pretty basic that sort of size. Car. Yeah. 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 It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect for most people. Yeah, yeah. For we're on like Ford stuff, they they're doing a lot of commercial vehicles um, development with Volkswagen. Um, okay. If you've seen, so um, for a long time, commercial vehicles, all the all the big companies, they do the commercial vehicles aren't aren't different like vans and things. They all they all like pro, uh, engine share and platform share. But for a very long time, Ford and Vol- uh, Volkswagen have done their own thing, their own way. And then now, once we move to this electric. Um, Sorry, once we move to electric vehicles, uh, they've realised I think that the, they can't really do it themselves. So Volkswagen and Ford are now sort of developing a car each and then just sharing it. So the ID Buzz, uh, that's a that's a Volkswagen vehicle, and then the yeah. the new Ford, the new Ford Transit Custom, that's that's just a Volkswagen under the under the skin. So it's it's interesting that they've gone away from doing their own thing for such a long time and they're now doing yeah sharing. So no, that is interesting, and I think. It's going to happen more and more. I mean, like Mazda, for instance, they've been they've been asleep at the wheel in terms of electrification. They did the MX thirty, which um, yep. was a bit compromised, really. Um, but that's an understatement. It was. Um, I'm being nice because it was a really comfortable car and you know really good to drive and everything. But um, you know, Mazda, they should have done an MX five, like an electric MX five. They could have made a real statement with that. It would have been yeah. so cool. Anyway, yeah. Um, so they're they're, they're going to get beaten. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they're... MG have got MG are doing electric sports car next year. They're releasing that. Yeah, so that's all that. Well, there you go. See, MG are showing them how how yeah. it should be done. So it's going to be interesting because I, you know, I've got a soft spot for Mazda. I used to have a three two three F a long time ago, and um, so I have a soft spot for them. But they're just they've been very very slow. And anyway, yes. Yeah, so I did read something to say that they are now spending billions on electrification, and um, yeah. what will probably happen is they'll realise that they're it's they haven't been quick enough and they'll just link up with Hyundai or something like that. And yep. that's the other thing. I mean, Hyundai have been really clever with all this, this EGMP platform on which the Ionics are based and EV6 and all that. They've obviously spent a fortune doing that and they've done it mm-hmm. really well. And I'm sure they'll be very, they'll be very happy to sell that on to any other company that uh, is yeah. a bit of a laggard at the moment. So I'm sure that's what will happen with Mazda. It's a shame they're a good yeah. company, but I went to the MX30 launch again. That was at that was at Grid Serving Braintree, and they did uh, they did a presentation for the press, and a lot of it was talking about engines, their right. you know their Sky Active engine and and how electrification is a is a small part of their business, and it's like oh yeah we've done the MX30, it's a, fine for cities and stuff, but I think I I laid into them with about that in the, this review, um, and. It's because it's it's baffling, you know. They, they should be able yeah. to see how the world is going, and uh, they're going to seem so old-fashioned, you know, yeah. if they don't keep up. Um, so yeah, it's a bit, a bit disappointing, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why they're they're all so blinded and uh, they can't see where the world is going. I mean, they've only just released a plug-in hybrid, I think Mazda, and they tried to make some big fanfare about that. But you know, come on. Yeah. Guys. So the, the Mazda Jeez. Two Hybrid is just a Yaris that's rebadged. They're just, they're right? just, okay. yeah. They yeah. look if you look at it, if you look at the Master Two Hybrid and look at a Toyota Yaris, exactly the same. Right. So, they're borrowing okay. bits from Toyota. Yeah. yeah, Toyota's interesting. They they released the I can't remember the name of it, the B Four Z something rather SUV. Yeah, and I think it had one recall in America for like loose wheel bolts, and they released a public statement um, saying oh, EVs aren't a part of our future. And a few weeks later, they sort of backtracked and said we're investing all this money into EVs. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're a weird one. I mean, they've they've been marketing against EVs quite heavily for a long time. Yeah, so self charging um, stuff. Yeah, 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 and all that, which is market, which is genius. I mean, their their marketing is genius. All that kind of self charging hybrid stuff, and um, 
and it works unfortunately this is why it's genius but I, I think they're terrible I think they're evil <laughs> but you know like so my mum for instance she um she said oh you know our neighbors have just got a, a some some Toyota hybrid thing and it's even better than your electric car because it charges itself really you know and but yeah. that's problem is you know what does she know I mean you know no so I have to that's why I think it's evil genius and it, it shouldn't be allowed really to market do that kind of marketing so that's why it's great that like Norway banned them from saying self-charging hybrids didn't they or, or something oh, I didn't know that. but they need oh, that's good they, they need yeah. to do the same here and other un- annoyingly other companies have now run with it as well so Kia yeah. now apparently makes self-charging hybrids as well and Kia should know mm. better because they, they've been yeah. pretty good with electrics yeah, they've been very good with that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's just sort of defeating the object of everything, so... Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. 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 Um, so with the with the cars you review on the, on the YouTube channel, what's your favourite car that you've reviewed so far, do you think? Well, my favourite car by far is the Onyx 5. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's weird actually because I suppose a lot of the time, if you if you review a car and you have it for a short period of time, then you might be a bit more positive perhaps about it yeah. than you would be over a long term. But um, with the Ionic Five, I just love that car. I mean, it's so just so comfortable, and I mean, it's I still I maintain it. It looks amazing. I think it's yeah. the cool. I would say it's the coolest looking EV around. Um, yeah, so Ionic Five is by cool. far my favourite. And a lot of people. So a lot of people when we when we when we sold that. And we said that we were going to have a Tesla for a bit, and I got a lot of flack about that. Um, yeah, a lot of people assumed that I'd sold my soul to Musk uh, and everything, but I'm not going to get on any Elon tattoos or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not a fanboy. But the Tesla's a really impressive car, um, both the Model Y and the Model 3 that we've, we've tried. But it um, doesn't have quite... It's just, for me, it just doesn't feel quite as special as the Ionic 5. Um, yeah. Even though the Ionic 5 is way behind in terms of the infotainment system and everything, and I mean, I mean, all the stuff that Tesla Tesla does is is amazing, but yeah. just things like the auto high beam doesn't work properly in a in a Tesla, and it can't even when we when we drove to Italy in the Tesla, it doesn't even read the road signs, the speed limit signs. Sorry, um, and you would think, my God, you know, it does fart mode and it, you know, all these other tricks that it does, but it can't even do something basic like that. Whereas the Kia e-Nero does that in fact most cars I've driven can manage all of that okay auto high beam and uh, reading the speed limit signs but Tesla can't but of course they'll update it they, they update these things um, so yeah so Teslas um, are way ahead in many in many ways but on the stuff that you really want like telling you what speed limit it is and uh, auto high beams they're, they're not there yet um, but uh, anyway that's fine um, overall, they're pretty good cars, but nothing comes close to the Ionic Five for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. The um, the the Teslas were special like eight, ages ago when they were when they were new, I think. But I think the the tech gimmicks, yeah. well, not that they're gimmicks, but the tech the tech showy stuff has sort of worn off a little bit. I think. Yeah, it's still you know there's still a lot to a lot to like about the Tesla, but. Um, Things like, I mean, sentry mode, for instance, is yeah. fantastic. I really think that that's amazing. And as is the dog yeah. mode, it's, you know, just something simple like that. And, you know, they're agile enough to be able to add these things. You know, someone might tweet Elon Musk, you know, and then they might uh, yeah. add this thing, you know, a few weeks later. I mean, that's pretty amazing, really, because they are a software yeah. company. So, um no, they're brilliant, and I think other other manufacturers could learn a lot from them. But at the same time, I just feel that there are just some things that just doesn't yeah. sit right with me with the Tesla. I just don't get it. It doesn't feel no. as nice as uh, as many other cars. And I don't know what it I think, is. I think yeah. it, I think it's the thing that they're too simple inside the design. Maybe there's not enough yeah. going on inside. Yeah, could I be. mean, you do, with with traditional cars like Mercedes and stuff, you have a lot of crap like. A lot of trinkets and things. We just need a balance, balance yeah. between that. Again, and it's exactly it's all about the balance, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I like so again with Ionic Five. I like the fact that it feels quite open in in the front, but but I appreciate a lot of people prefer a sort of more of a cockpit yeah. vibe where you, you feel a bit more kind of in like that. So which is where the Kia EV6 yeah. is really good. But um, 
But whereas Tesla just feels, you've got that open feel, but it feels a bit yeah. soulless. I, I think. Right. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, you know, and I've driven a Model 3 a couple of times now. Um, well, we have one for three months, but I just, I never felt like, oh, this is my car. Yeah. You know, it's just, it never felt yeah. right. And I don't know what it is. Um, it's really difficult to put my, put my finger on exactly what the problem is for yeah. me anyway. Really, you know, it's a really impressive car, but yeah, this doesn't do it Fair for enough. me. Yeah. That's why it's good. There's a lot of choice now. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I just wish, the, the thing is, I mean, maybe a lot of people feel the same way about Tesla's. Um, I mean, Tesla owners might even feel a lot of the same way, but what they what it does have is a supercharger mm-hmm. network and nothing else comes close. I mean, that's the thing. That's like if for anyone that does long distance journeys a lot, I would I wouldn't even wouldn't even recommend another yeah. car brand right now. I would just say get a Tesla, which is depressing. It shouldn't be like that, but it is because Tesla were good enough to build the superchargers. They're amazing. I've never known one not work. I've always plenty yeah. to go to. It tells you how you know it tells you how much battery you'll have when you get there, and it's really pretty accurate. It tells you how long you'll have to charge for all this kind of stuff. It just works in a Tesla. It's a, it's as yeah. close as. It's as close as the Apple experience as you can possibly get in that you don't have to think. It just You just go there and charge, and it's brilliant. I mean, I really wish the other manufacturers could do the same yeah. thing. But while we've got all these different net charge networks with our, own, with our own back office systems and none of them really work, you know, none of them talk to each other, the reliability is not good, all this kind of stuff, until we've got some... Until we're all talking to each other and we've got some, some, some kind of shared network like roaming network across them all then we're never going to have any kind of we're never going to have that tesla situation it's a again it's a shame but um but that is why the whole you know it's a bit cliche but it's 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 the android and apple kind of difference a little bit i find so tesla really is the apple experience you kind of you're into that you're in that ecosystem and it all just works yeah generally it all just works Whereas everything else is a bit more chaotic, and a lot of people prefer Android, you know, for instance. But it's a bit—it's not quite as slick. Um, but you have the choice. You can obviously yeah. go anywhere you want, you know, and charge anywhere you want, um, and you're not beholden to Elon Musk's, you know, whims and whatever like that. Because I know a lot of people don't like him. So it just—it's—it's it's that Android yeah. Apple thing. Yeah, it's, I find it really interesting. But just amazing what amazing yeah. what Tesla have done. I'm not sure yeah. how far they've got with it, but there are some chargers in this country which you can use any car on, on the supercharger network. I'm not sure if it's all of them. Yeah, so. there are. Yes. Yeah, it's not all of them yet. No, there's. Um, the, in fact, the supercharger that's nearest to me is a Eurotunnel, and um, and that one you can. Did we use? Okay. No, we haven't used that one yet. But yeah, that one any car can use. And there's a there's yeah. a few dotted around. Another one. I mean, what, I've done my lands into John O'Groats trip um, a couple of times now. If I was to do it again, and I probably won't, but if I ever did it again, there's actually superchargers okay. up in Aviemore, um, which I would which I would use. So it's really good yeah. that Tesla have opened up. But but also, I mean, um, the Ionic the Ionic Five has its charging port right. on the wrong side. So if you go there, you're probably going to end up. If it's busy, you're going to end up annoying a Tesla owner that yeah. can't then charge um, because it's on the wrong side. So there's all these kind of issues, and that would that would stress me out, worrying that I'm going to upset a Tesla driver probably. But uh, but yeah, really good anyway. So Tesla, the whole Tesla experience is is nice. generally great, but just yeah, for me, I just don't like that's the cars fair, as much. That's fair enough. The uh, last thing we'll get onto is the EV tax um, that's coming. Is it next year? It is next year. Yeah. Um, no, no, sorry, 2025. Um, yeah, it is 2025. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I think it's unfair. I think well, okay. Well, I'll backtrack a bit. No, I think it's fair, very, very fair. In fact, that EV owners are taxed because we should be taxed. If there's a road tax to pay, I think we should pay it. And um, I don't think EV owners should be getting a free ride, particularly. But um, it should be staggered based on the CO2. The the car produces the the fact that spending because it's based on the amount of money the car cost you could end up spent if like a kia e-nero owner i 
think is paying would be paying sorry like almost 500 pounds or something ridiculous it's a crazy amount so they would be paying more than an old diesel uh car would which makes no sense at all so so yeah i'm all i'm all for attacks but it should be fair and i I do think it should still be based on like co2 the price is a terrible way to do it because evs cost as you as you said earlier if you've got you know a Corsa if the EV version costs about 10 grand more yeah yeah then how is that fair how how should a how should an EV Corsa driver be paying more no makes no sense so but it's all um what I think is we'll we'll probably have a change of government anyway by then I I can't see the conservatives staying in power so if Labour get in I imagine they will probably change it and make it more fair I would hope so anyway but I do kind of. I feel like that it's just a. It's kind of a ticking time bomb that the Tories have put there for Labour to sort out. Um, I don't want to get into politics particularly, but I, th- I do think that it's, there's there's no chance it'll be in. It'll, there's no chance it'll come in like it is, uh, like it's been yeah. announced. You know, I don't think it's going to be that EV drivers have to pay that much because it would be madness. Yeah. Um, but um, but I think that Labour are going to have to balance the books somehow, and. Um, and God knows how they're going to do it, but I I I think it'll change. So, yeah. So for me, good that there's a tax, a road tax, fine with it. But it's got to be fair, and more polluting cars should no, not be paying less. Hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I actually had no idea it was that. It worked that way. I just thought it was a flat fee for every EV. I didn't think it was based on how much you can afford. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Well, it's just yeah. No, it's crazy. I mean, it becomes like a luxury yeah. car tax almost. But then, but EVs shouldn't be luxury cars. You're paying yeah. more for the technology. So it's, uh, and you're paying more to, to to pollute less effectively. So no, it's, yeah, it's madness. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think we'll wrap up there if that's okay. Yeah, I'll just do the closing okay. notes. So cool. Thank you for joining me on the Creator Spotlight, Andrew. It's been really cool to talk to you about EVs and the YouTube channel you've got. Um, where can people find you on online if they want to get in contact or follow you or what you do? Um, yes, so um, I'm, just, I'm trying to think what the web address is now. Well, yeah, if you find me on YouTube under um, yeah. Mr. EV, um, I think, yeah, is it youtube.com slash yeah. and then you can do the at sign Mr. EV. I think that works. Um, and I'm on Twitter um, a bit less than I used to be, but I'm on Twitter still. So if you go to twitter.com slash and uh yeah. tiller the nun oh yeah that's god i forgot that's my awful username tiller the nun yeah so if you if you find me on twitter there then uh you know, feel free to send me a message and ask me any kind of things about evs and uh, i'll be yeah, i'll answer as quick as, as well because that's always what, what you're supposed to do um so yeah thank you for thank you really? for joining me uh, yeah thank you well well thank you great. alex it's been great talking